Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2020 Summit, the next 10 years on CVU Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Presenting world-leading podcasting and online thought leaders, channelers, speakers, intuitives, visionaries. Talking about what to expect for human evolution in the next decade, a massive new infuse of energy filled with new codes of information, discoveries, revelations, compassion, benevolence, beauty, magic, and new inventions. What we are sharing with you during this summit is creating real change in this world. The effect is real, a movement of real change. This is the time. All of us coming here together is by design. We want to thank you. Thank you for being here on the starting of a new decade. A decade where abundance and giving back goes hand in hand. Tangible change is being made on this decade. Together, in togetherness, we are making palpable, tangible change in the world. The 2020 decade will be a decade of remembrance, a point of realization of how much you are aligned with your spiritual truth, your divine self. Together, we will explore the beauty of remembrance during this movement of alignment. Our cells are now instantly being recoded to a higher order, and our layered bodies are being able to process a much more advanced level of cosmic data, causing our outward matrix reality to morph into the new Earth-Heaven frequency. This is true for every living species of Earth and beyond. Fascinating information is coming through highly sensitive beings, and it is shared through channels like ours to humanity. There is no ownership or entitlement. All transmissions gathered during the summit are being infused with crystalline diamond and Christ consciousness data to withstand time and space, traveling waves of energy to touch each and every awakened heart. We know who is here. You are welcome to join us live every Monday or Friday during January 2020 at 5 p.m. EST, 2 p.m. PST, United States, or 2200 UK. Call 805-830-8344 or simply replay the episode. Links are available at our website, cview1111.net, under 2020 Summit tab, or go to our event page, 2020 Summit, next 10 years, on Facebook. Danny, and welcome everybody to see you. And this is a 2020 summit, and we are having the episode Future Vision A View from Beyond with Anastasia Hayes Piper. Anastasia Hayes Piper has been in touch with beings of light since childhood. Along with that gift, she has what she calls Future Vision a comprehensive overview of things to come, the larger picture of what is to be. Anastasia is an inspirational intellectual medium. With the new light energies that are flowing to our planet, the veils between the dimensions are thinner. She connects to spirit worlds through her lineages and is used as a vehicle for messages to inform, empower, 
and uplift. Anastasia is going to start a new show with CBU next month with the crystal skulls. This is a playful, yet very enlightening show with her friend Pam. For that, follow us on Facebook for most information. If you want to contact Anastasia outside of the show, please go to her website, www.heavenlymusings.org. She is now resides in Asheville, North Carolina, for the time being, and until spirit has a new uh, journey for her. So let's bring Anastasia to our show and start our transmission. Hello. Hello, Claudia. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Anastasia. How about you? Oh, wonderful. I love, I'm so happy to be with you today and with all of you who are listening, either now or later. Yeah, uh, these are fun times, aren't they? They are. They are. What we do now is, oh, is there is no time space anymore. So what we do now, or if it were next week, it's all the same. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm just delighted to be with you. Uh, this is a subject I love. Uh, since uh, we're, I believe that we're all here and at this time, as, as was stated earlier, we came to on mission for this time. Uh, and those of us who are awake uh, realize that we don't really, I, for myself, I can say I don't know my mission per se, except that I'm a, a light worker. I spread light wherever I go. That's my, my, uh, my job is to keep the light flowing, doing practices or whatever it is that uh, I'm shown to do, and to be uh, a beacon of light to point people to uh, their own awakening. So it's not about me awakening anyone else, because that's what the creator does all on her own, but we are vehicles for the light. And now with the codes of light that are coming in that are here to really transform, we've been waiting since the harmonic convergence in 1987 uh, for this time. Each, each uh, eclipse and each uh, solstice have been, for the past years, have been here 30 years now, slowly opening up the planet to more and more light. And awakening more and more people so that we could hold this, uh, these codes that are coming in now uh, because there are enough people. There are enough of us who are here on, on mission, as I call it, to, uh, to uplift the planet at this time and to be the way showers for others that this is, this is possible, this is happening, and to point them in um, in ways so that they can also awaken. Uh, my story begins uh, when I was a child. Everything in my life started around age seven. Uh, that's an important age for for children, anyway. But my when my father died, uh, 
and I found him at home. Uh, he had peacefully died in bed, and, but I was uh, getting ready to go to church with him, and I couldn't wake him up. So I tell this story because it was really the beginning of my awakening uh, in this lifetime. And his transition assisted me uh, in what I'm doing today in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I used to love to go to church with him. And uh, he would go pretty much every morning and then take me to school right after. And I would sit in church and I never knew why. I just loved it. I loved the statues. I talked to them. I was, I was allowed to be free and open. I didn't tell people uh, really what I was doing. Maybe my grandmother, I, I would mention to her, uh, because she was, uh, she was pretty open. His, his mother lived with us at that time. And uh, it could have been that I, I, I spoke about this to Grandma Piper, but I just loved being in church talking to the statues. I mean, I felt like they were my friends. I didn't pay attention to what was else was going on. I had personal conversations with the saints. They were St. Francis and whoever was, was there. And they would come and they would chat. And, I, you know, the statues literally came alive for me. And I was always content and happy and safe. I felt safe. And those are things for children as a child that I really needed to feel, especially when my father died. And I felt that uh, I didn't know why he had to leave, uh, but he left and he wasn't coming back. And my, um, my relationship with the saints continued uh, very strongly uh, in Catholic school. Uh, I was surrounded by the nuns who, in fact, I felt very close to. Little did I know um, that I was, it was the beginning of my mysticism. Uh, I never really thought of myself as a mystic until the other day. You never know when something's going to hit you. I, I was in Hatha yoga class and I'm doing some pose, probably a warrior pose, which I love. And I was grounding and I was, and all of a sudden I heard a voice. And then I saw this, this beautiful figure and it, and I said, who are you? And she said, I'm St. Teresa. Now St. Teresa of Avila was a Spanish saint um, who was a mystic, very well-known mystic. And, uh, she said, I've come to tell you that you are a modern day mystic. Now, I know I'm a medium, but I had never really thought about mystic, although I had loved all the things mystical. <laughs> so I don't know why it surprised me so much, except that she was so sweet and kind and uh, felt uh, like a sisterhood. I, I felt like I... I became part of something that was an expansion of who I am, right? An extension. Uh, so medium, yes. And then I went to my website that day and I put modern mystic on it as well as medium. And 
I thought, okay, I'm going to own this. She came all that way to tell me I'm definitely putting it down. And somehow when you, when I write something down, even if it's just a word, then um, it's, it's real for me. It is, uh, it is part of my truth. And that's been my journey is, uh, is being in my truth, whatever that may be. So, um, so yeah, so, so St. Teresa. So when I was younger, uh, different saints, uh, I had like, I'd be in nature and um, all of a sudden there'd be a statue of St. Francis and they would come just, I would just, they would just show up. I don't know why. Um, and I, uh, I didn't shut it all down until I was probably about 11 or 12. And um, I was, uh, I was, it was, there was a, a situation and I can't remember the experience, but I can tell you that I was told not to do that anymore. Right. It was one of those things like shut her down. And, and I think I must've told maybe, I don't know. My mother wasn't a great believer, so it could have easily been my mother. Uh, she was afraid of God. So she didn't kind of get why I loved God so much or God's messengers so much, right? Uh, but uh, I, I shut it down. And then um, it wasn't until I started in when I was in my 20s uh, traveling in Europe, and I spent a lot of time in France and in Italy. I wanted to be in all the churches. I went to the museums and things, yes, but I went to churches. I, in little villages, I would go to the church. I would, I, it just always has been part of my, my beingness, part of who I am. And it was through these beautiful beings of light that messages would come. Um, and I believed them. Uh, and I started to more and more uh, act upon them. Uh, but it wasn't really until... 1990 and my brother's passing uh his uh, i had a vision in my kitchen when he when he passed and the great saint baba muktananda the siddha lineage uh, showed up in my kitchen and uh with my brother in his arms and that was it it was like okay so now my my world not only is my brother not here in the physical form anymore but my world is changing and it was a huge transition, the same as, as my father when I was a child. So that transition opened me to a path of Siddha Yoga meditation, which has now been over 30, or 30 years. And um, I started to own my spirituality again, as I had as a child. When I didn't question it as a child, I began to not question it. And it was interesting because I was in business and uh, bef up until that point, and it was really that year that everything changed. Uh, I was let go in a corporate takeover and a lot of things. So I had to start making decisions that were based on what do I really want to do uh, on the planet? I started doing service more. I was connected now to serving, although I'd always been volunteering, but it hadn't been such a big part of my life. So uh, that that opening was uh, uh, allowed me to be free in another way, 
and to communicate now with a whole group of Hindu gods and goddesses that I was absolutely in touch with. Who knew? I didn't know. I had never, most of my communication with the other side has been through the saints. So uh, other Although I was open, certainly, to, to Hindu gods and goddesses, it wasn't until I met Guru Mai and, and I started on the Siddha Yoga path through Baba Muktananda that I really delved deeply into the union um, and these gods and goddesses, whom I already knew. I felt that I already knew them. So who knows where uh, in another lifetime I was on that path, and I felt like I came home. When I first started in Siddha Yoga Meditation, I knew the mantra, Om Namah Shivaya. I could chant it. I could say it. I had no, I felt really like my brother's death had brought me back to my path that I left and that he probably was on that path with me before. You know, that I think my brother and I have traveled many, many lifetimes and many places together. So um, as I owned it, and I started to live it, all kinds of amazing things happened. For instance, I was on the Siddha Yoga path for a year before I met Guru Mai in her, her physical form because she was in India and I was in New York. And uh, I, did, I, was, I, I did service and I, I was um, very involved, uh, but it was 10 months and I was asked to go to meet her. She was going on tour and she was going to be in Australia. And I was asked to go to Sydney, Australia to meet her or to serve there and meet her there. I met Gurmai in her physical form in Sydney, Australia on Easter Sunday of uh, 1991, almost a year after I had started on the path. And it was amazing. So I had this karma also with Australia which makes me very sensitive to what's being going on over there now uh, in that part of the planet. And uh, so because I've traveled so much, uh, it has been uh, a bless- such a blessing for me to learn about other cultures, about other uh, ways of looking at things, true spirituality not religions. I'm not, I've never was a religious, I thought it was called religion then, but I didn't realize the difference between religion and spirituality then. But once I, once I started on a spiritual path, I saw the differences and I saw that one is created by God and the other is created by man. And that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm very, and have, especially now, so much more open to um, to all, you know, all peoples, all cultures. And that's why I was a good traveler. That's why I did so much work abroad for so many years. Um, I never thought that anybody was any better than I was. And which was interesting because I was brought up quite entitled. And I used to think to myself, well, I don't really feel that way. No, I, I can remember my sister and my brother, both who were yogis before they died. 
all three of us would sit at the dinner table sometimes and go, who are these people? Our parents would, would, would speak and they were, uh, they might've been a racist comment or whatever. And we'd look at each other and we'd go, that's not like who we are. We didn't feel that way at all. And we used to say, how did we pick these parents? How did we get here? These people are just not on the same wavelength. And it's so interesting that we picked parents that would teach us certain things. Uh, My mother was a great teacher of unconditional love and patience. Um, So you just, you just don't, it's, once you awaken and you start to see the, 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 the pathway, how it's been. And for me, it always makes me laugh. I think to myself, oh my God, you, my girlfriend, Julia always says, you can't make it up. You know, it's like Anastasia's stories, whatever my visions, whatever, you know, I get, I, they're from my heart. It's my truth. Um, for, for my visions, um, there's a lot of interaction, as you can see, with different um, saints and beings. Uh, the other day, had a beautiful uh, experience last night with Saraswati, the goddess of, uh, of uh, learning and dance and poetry and uh, many things. And so she, I, I'm open to them coming and visiting because I love them dearly, all of them. I'm very devoted. So um, in the sense that I enjoy their company, I truly enjoy their company. So being open, they come to visit. It's perfectly natural. See, if we only understood that if we ask and we're open, we'll receive. Now, it may come in a different package than we're used to. But for me, it's a great, I feel it's a great blessing. And I always uh, feel honored when they show up. Um, And... Yeah. Um, so for me, the this whole vision thing about the future vision is that uh, it's about what I'm being told is that it's about being anchored in our own truth, whatever that may be for you, that it is about being grounded and doing the work that comes to, to us to do and not be uh pushed around or uh, allow the, the, the third dimensional um, collective energies of fear and whatever take over. And uh, because that's going to be there and that's going to increase. There is now the, this, this uh, Chinese virus and every day there's going to be something more coming our way. So it, it, it's about how do we handle that? How do we handle what comes our way? And my first glimpse at that, of a state of being, was with Gurumai. When I met her, I said, I want that. I want that state that she has. That's what I want. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but I knew what I, knew what I wanted. <laughs> I could feel it. I could feel the, the, the anchoring, this groundedness, being able to... Uh, to be grounded so that, that you can be of use. You know, if, if we are grounded, we pay attention. We're awake. We, we're present, right? We breathe. We can be of assistance. When things happen, I'm the one people call. Why? Well, I never knew before, but I see that I, because I am 
grounded. I can take charge. I do not freak out, quote unquote. Um, my uh, all of the the challenging moments in my life have have been like that. Um, so I am grateful. That's part of my service of my way of being, and um, I'm discovering every day more of that. So as they say that everything is going to get more bumpy and it's our, my, my feeling is it's our responsibility to take charge and to show up. I'm finding how important it is just to show up. You say you're going to be there. You say you're going to call. You say whatever. Just do it. Show up. Um, small things. Of being present and being in um, in a good vibration. You see these codes that are here now, these light codes, and which will continue to be. They are here to assist us in our upgrades. We are transforming, and just as you upgrade a computer, we're getting upgraded in this uh, uh, to be on the planet to do the work that we're here to do and to assist those who come across our path. And that's the other thing is to allow, very important to allow things to come to us. Like it used to be that we'd all go out and do everything, right? It was the doing piece. I do this, I can do that, I can can multitask. Well, very honestly, multitasking may have looked good at one moment in time, but it isn't the way to go at the moment. The moment is now. Just focus, focus one thing at a time. Go deep into it if you can. Take care of uh, of yourself, and uh, it's important. It's very important to be um, to be present now, and uh, because the the more scattered we are, the 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 majority of people on the planet are not connected they are scattered and god bless them and that's why we're here we're here to assist them and to hold space for them because they are having a really and going to have even a more bumpy ride than we are and it's our job to stay in a high frequency to be kind to be helpful to uh, and to to do things that increase our own frequency. There are so many opportunities now, so many great teachers on the planet. Uh, a lot of my work now has turned to be uh, silent work, uh, silent healing work. Uh, my mediumship opened through the beautiful path of John of God, uh, the Brazilian healer, and. Uh, my work used to be more um, talking to people and whatever. And now they, the, my lineages and, and they say no, my teams, they say no talking. Just have people, have people get quiet, have them go inside, and then send, let, allow us to use you to send the light to them for whatever it is that they're specifically. Because we don't really know what we need to be healed to, 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 we don't know, but the creator knows. So if we allow that 
to be whatever is for our highest good and the highest good of the planet, it will, we will feel it. It will, it will benefit everyone. That's the highest service. The highest service that we can offer is sitting. We don't have, you know, I, I love people who go marching and do all, I just, but for me, it's, Holding that, holding the space, holding the light for Australia or wherever it is that there's a uh, a challenge at the moment. Forever, whatever person who comes into my pathway that has a challenge at the moment for myself and my challenges in my life, it's about holding that light, increasing the light, spreading the light, being the light whether it's it's just going to the supermarket or it's taking a walk in nature and um there so many miracles are are happening in the most mundane of situations and for this this time when things are changing uh rapidly and they will change even faster i everything that i feel about this uh is that it will change very, very quickly. And uh, we have to be prepared for the changes, to, to be anchored during these changes so that we can assist and assist the planet and assist. Uh, I hope that the dogs aren't being interfering too much. That should be over in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's it's about... Holding these light codes and being able to, with joy and with laughter and with lightheartedness, um, go forward and and be in the world in that way. Uh, there's nothing nicer than just having someone come up to you or you that you someone you see and they smile. Oh my God. So many people don't smile. If you notice when you're walking around, I used to notice more when I would be walking in the cities, but even here, uh, just in the market, I just smile at everybody. <laughs> I just think it's like everybody needs to smile. And all of a sudden, someone came up to me today in the market, and they, they smiled back, and they said, wow, I feel so great. And I thought, oh, good. <laughs> and, you know, and I thought, that person is this man. He doesn't usually share like that. It was uh, because I was holding space and I was doing my service in the market, you know, and because it's a conscious, a conscious thing. It's something that you can increase and really work with and work on. Uh, and that is the contribution that part of, at least part of my mission for sure. Uh and it, I think it is probably one of the reasons that I've always traveled so much and I've always had been moving around so much. It occurs to me now that um, I'm not supposed to be any one place because I get, the more I see more people, I meet more people, uh, this radio program, uh, whether people are listening to it now or they listen later, it, it really doesn't matter. It's just getting getting the energy out there, right? More good higher frequency vibrations out into the out into the out into the world it's all frequency so what we hold just holding a high frequency is a healing process for the world all you have to do is be conscious 
that you are in that state, that you send out light to the world. Um, and, you know, there's, it's so wonderful now because there are so many projects. I, I'm doing one with Mastering Alchemy called uh, Project Park Bench. And thousands of people are getting together and we're doing light work uh, over the internet, of, over the airwaves and uh, once a month. And it's beautiful work. And, and on Facebook now, there are so many uh, sites that are uh, dedicated to nature, to uh, uplifting subjects. Um, I'm not a big fan of being on Facebook a lot, but it has a purpose when you use it for the highest good. So I, when I go on, I always am with the, with the conscious purpose of using it for the highest good, reposting something that will be high frequency. And that's what my friends and I do, the people that I, I work with. The others don't care. They don't see it. It's fine. But it is, um, it is a community. There is a, a very high vibrational community of light workers. And we find each other when, when it's time to meet, we meet. Most of us will never meet uh, in the physical form for sure. But this is only part of, of, of our, our journey anyway. This, this is just the body parts. <laughs> we, we, have, uh, we have lots more to do. And uh, uh, the, the, the lighter we can stay, the lighter of in our in our attitudes and in our thinking and our thoughts and our words, uh, just being using kind words during the course of the day, taking out the vocabulary of the third dimension changes everything. And it's, it's just a consciousness. It's a, it, you start to do it. And all of a sudden, remember there was a phrase years ago, Oh, I'm dying to do that. Well, actually, no, you're living to do that. So I remember when I started making those changes with my words, I had my friends check me, right? Because if I use this phrase, let me know. Because, and then you start to see it yourself and you make all those changes, which in fact raises your vibration. So even the silliest little things make us um, more, more on point on mission, and there's so many ways of connecting with that. There's so many great teachers now. Uh, everyone should find the path that, and, and the, the teachers that speak to you. There's no one teacher for everyone. There, what there is is a million pathways to the creator. So the important thing is that you have something that supports you, supports uh, in community. Uh, my city yoga community is my family wherever I am, whatever city I'm in. And so I can travel with always having a core group of people that I can connect with to pray, to, um, to chant, to uh, do my practices. And then you find other ones. As I travel, I also am connected to locally other others, Hatha Yoga or whatever here in Asheville, community yoga is a wonderful place to be. It's where I take my classes and where I connect with other like-minded um, individuals uh, to spread more light. Um, we find each other. So uh, 
Let's see, Claudia. Yeah, I'm here. So, uh, Anastasia, do you think also that in the next decade, in the next, in the years to come, many of the light workers are we're going to be asked to move or to travel or to find new journeys? Um, well, I'm already between that. Them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm already of the, the beginning, you know, of the group that started out with this. I mean, I don't own anything anymore. I'm down to a couple of cases, my crystals and, and things. So I, I did the purging. I've done that, right? The last of that was in California. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I don't think that, that, that it's everybody's journey, but I do think that being light of possessions <laughs> helps you to be light of spirit because it makes a lot of room for other things to happen. And it depends if you have a family or not. I mean, I don't, so I'm a perfect, I, I'm a perfect candidate for moving around and uh, being, uh, being like that. So I'd say there w- more people will be offered the opportunity to do that. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And what what do you envision that would be our most um, our biggest responsibility for the next decade or change? So it, I think it is to be good with change, to accept change, to be to show others that change is a good thing. Right. Because everyone gets what happens is we've gotten to a place where we um, we're afraid of change. Uh, And uh, it's no wonder because there's a, a lot going on. But if you are standing in your truth and in your beliefs, change is actually it's it's normal. It's the changing of the seasons and everything is going to change around us. So for instance, the weather, the whole uh, ecosystem is changing. There are going to be a lot of changes on the outside. And what we're being asked is to make some similar changes inside so that we can be of service when needed. When these changes appear, it, it's about uh, just what I was saying before about being anchored and being dependable and being someone that can help, right? That um, uh, that is that people feel safe with. You know, all of those things are really important. So, and and I think it's going to be more of like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Of those things are just going to be happening in your life, and then you're going to be asked to step up. You're going to everybody's going to be if you're here doing this work, you're going to be asked to step up. And step up sometimes means letting go of of, of things and places. And uh, if we listen to to our own, a big part of this is, and I think why the work I'm doing is in silence now, is so that everyone can start to listen to their own guidance because the guidance isn't from anybody outside of us. The guidance is from the creator and our soul and it's it within us. And we listen to that guidance, things will happen. 
And so uh, that's what we're being asked to do first, is to listen. Listen to what is it that you're here to do? What is it that, and and when you ask, things will show up. And then just go do it. Don't question it. Just go do it. Um, uh, we, we need to have a deeper communication with the creator, with our soul. This, every, this light that's here now is part of our merging of soul, you know, soul, our soul on different levels of soul. Soul, I always used to think the soul was a soul. Well, it really isn't. It's multidimensional, just the way we are. So uh, the more that we understand that we are beings of light in a human body on a, on a journey here in a play, then we, we ask for assistance and do what shows up. A lot of the time we ask for assistance and then it shows up and we go, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that one because we've all done it. And then when, once you get to the place where you can uh, just accept what shows up and go follow it. I, I used to practice, and I still do sometimes when I'm driving. Sometimes I'll get a, a thing, take that road today. And I'll go, oh, why? I used to go, why? Now I, I go and I take that road. I don't know. I have no idea why. But it's kind of a training, I think, in the beginning, for me at least. It was a training to listen to the, the promptings and then follow the promptings. And not be and attached ha- to, the, to the promptings. Yeah, and it happens that when um, something shows in your life that, that you have to go a journey different than where you were, your first responses of your systems, your first impulsive like uh so usually <laughs> when that happens to me I know that that's the way it's, to go it's like that's oh. the way to go yeah. Like, yeah like I know if I'm resisting it it's because it's the way to go like if it's a good thing of course yeah. but yeah yeah but because it's it's getting out it's it's making you get out of something that was your normal and but I do you think more well I'm not mm-hmm. it's it's a redundant question but more mm-hmm. of this because the veils are getting so thin yeah it's going to be more it's going to be easier to see easier to feel easier mm-hmm. to to be discerning because the but if you do your inner work is you're going to yeah be you have to, to do the inner work it. to trust it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because it's it's about trusting it, and it's practice. It takes practice to do all these things. And so, I remember Jim Self years ago said, "Practice. We're going to practice when it doesn't count, because you're going to need this later." Mm-hmm. Boy, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's now um, we're going to we're seeing. Uh, enormous changes are, are about to take place on the planet. I don't never see exactly what those things are. All right. For me, it's not, um, uh, Oh, this is going to happen or this is going to happen or whatever. Uh, I, I feel change coming. For instance, years ago, I was the first in my group to, um, to have a, a Palm pilot, uh, and, and, and go and, and learn the computer and all of the, None of my friends were doing that. And then I was the first to have a hybrid car. 
man, everybody said, what's a hybrid? You know, I was like, <laughs> okay. But I, so I feel those things. I get pointed to those things and then I make changes accordingly. So uh, that's a lot of how my feeling comes through. It comes through. It comes through feelings. And then lately I've been um, uh, having more and more visual experiences, but they're more um, for me, uh, for my own uh, upliftment for the work that I'm doing. Uh, it's like, this is expanding me so that I can be more of service. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you do the inner work. Uh, and then that work spreads out into, into the world just by you're doing it. You don't have to, to in, even intention it. It just does that as it's, there's a, a synergy about it. And a lot of it doesn't have words. It just, it is. So it's yes. about getting ourselves in, in, a, in a position of, of, of real power. You know, taking, taking the power that we have within us, the power of the creator, to, to be useful, to be on point, to be on mission now for the greater good, for ourselves and the greater good, but ourselves also always first. Huh? Take care of yourself first. So a lot of healers today are not taking care of themselves, and that's not a good thing. You need to take care of yourself, and then you can serve best. But always serve yourself first. So in, in the past decade, I would say that many, many of us had this awakening or this reassurance that you were a light worker and you had somehow, you were part of a group of people that were doing something for the evolution of humanity in terms of letting something happen. Now in the second decade, this decade that we're starting is more like <laughs> Okay, now, now that you know who you are, mm-hmm. go deep. Go deep and find all that you are. And Because before, we were always letting someone tell us, this is the way. You have to do it this way. This is mm-hmm. the technique. This is the healing modality. You have to follow these steps or it doesn't mm-hmm. work. It, mm-hmm. uh, so now it's it's pretty much like no 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 discern for yourself and I, yeah. I think that no listening the being silent it, that you just mentioned is a key of this mm-hmm. next decade it like become silent and well, feel we're stepping into our mastery each one of mm-hmm. us but it's time guys enough study enough you know it's like someone who goes to grad school for years and years and years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can stop now. I had to st- uh, stop doing some stuff that I was doing simply because I was told to stop it. <laughs> it was hard because it was something that I loved to do, but in fact, it made me go deeper. You're right. So it is about our stepping into our mastery and really and using the gifts that we were given. And and be on, on point, on mission here. Finding, you know, just allowing it to be whatever it's going to be. 
You know, we may think that we are um, Reiki masters, or and we may very well be, but there there's probably more to it <laughs> and more to mm-hmm. do than that, right? So go beyond who you are, which is, I think, really what future vision is. It's going beyond this moment in time. We all need to go beyond what we're doing now. And Anastasia, if someone needs uh, some assistance or some counseling or some help from you, Mm -hmm. what is the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is through the website, through heavenlymusings.org. Uh, my, uh, I, through Facebook as well, uh, under my name, I don't have a a work page there. I just do it under my name. Um, and I, or, you know, a message, uh, I will, uh, I'm really good at answering messages. Um, and on my website, you can just email me directly and, uh, yeah, because I, I I I love I love pointing <laughs> expression I like now because it it really is um, we used to call it networking <laughs> but it it's really kind of um, for whatever reason I have become accumulated a lot of wisdom and uh, through the traveling through meeting all these people through just being on the planet as long as I have been. And being of use while I'm on the planet, I've learned a lot, and I'm happy, uh, very happy to share it. So, yeah, I'm, I'd love you to contact me. So, be the light, hold the light, share the light. And with that, if there's nothing else you want to share, we're going to say goodbye for now. And um, thank you for being here, Anastasia. Thank you for sharing. Oh, it's been an honor, as always, Claudia. I love the, the energy and the frequency that you hold with Seaview. You do an excellent job. Um, thank and you. it's a wonderful place for us to, uh, to share the wisdom. So thank you for this community that you've built. And I look forward to Friday with everyone else. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> will come in back on to, for the last episode of the 2020 Summit. It's called Togetherness. So this is the one that we all share. And if there's anyone that has something to share, call us as well. And we're going to be taking callers then. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listeners for listening. And goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.